0: So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, welcome to the uh, DVD commentary of Hannah. Uh, my name's Joe Wright, and I am the director of this uh, movie. Um, I was very keen to start the film uh, with a, a, a white screen uh, and have the world slowly materialise in front of us. Uh, so, um, uh, and, and the world kind of grows uh and develops, evolves in front of our eyes. Um, This sequence uh, was all shot in Finland, uh, northern Finland, a place called Kusumo, uh, which is about 95 kilometres south of the Arctic Circle. Um, And there's our first view of Hannah. Uh, The storyboard of this opening sequence, these shots of Hannah that track left to right, was actually inspired by Um, uh, my girlfriend showing me, um, a cat on YouTube. That's a CGI arrow, obviously. Um, no animals were harmed during the shooting of this movie. Um, the temperatures out in that lake, as I say, were about minus 29 degrees, and so we all had, um, Bicycles forming from our nostrils and eyelashes as we shot this Uh, That's a frozen lake in the summer. That's a beautiful lake for fishing and uh, boating Um, and uh, So yeah, we were um, standing on water there Um, Again a bit more CGI on the arrow there and this opening shot of Hannah pointing the gun at the camera was um Something I kind of, was the first image I came up with, really, and that cut to the red title, um... uh was, um... I liked the idea of this kind of white world and then this bright red title appearing. Um, uh she wasn't particularly keen on sticking her hands inside the guts of a dead reindeer for this shot. Um It began to smell a little bit, but those are fake intestines, Um uh, and again revealing Eric uh kind of ma- magically here. Um uh, this was the first fight cons- fight this was the first fight sequence uh we shot uh in the film and um and the first fight sequence I'd ever shot. And so um I was very nervous and uh and it took rather longer than I expected. Um in a way the fight sequences in the movie can be seen as a kind of uh Notebook of my education. Um, I started by shooting uh, quite kind of traditional fight sequences, almost lots of um, quite a lot of cuts, not as cut as many as some films, but but quite a lot of cuts. And uh, and then I slowly sort of gained confidence in the fight sequence stuff and and uh, developed uh, my shooting style. Um, it's always a matter of learning on the job, really. Don't know why I love that image so much, but that's one of my favourite images of the movie. Um, so this is uh, up the top of a hill. Um, there'd been windy storms just uh, prior to our shooting, and so a lot of the snow had fallen off the trees, uh, which I was very disappointed by. Um, but uh, I guess if you didn't know what they looked like before, then you wouldn't know um, uh, that they were disappointing to me. Um this uh, this is actually not Finland. Uh, we shot this sequence, uh, built the hut, uh, in Bavaria, in uh, Germany, um, uh, where it wasn't quite minus 29 degrees. Um, a, a large proportion of the film was, was shot uh, in Germany, um, and uh, we were based there for about six months. You um, must always be ready,
1: even when you're sleeping.
0: So the, the, the cabin is uh designed with a reference to sort of scandinavian uh cabins and ukrainian cabins and uh we we certainly wanted it to have a a kind of fairy tale shape uh given that the film is a fairy tale really um uh, but also wanted it to feel very much um a a living place a, a place that is you know working and inhabited and, uh, and not too pristine. Um, so it was actually built uh, for real, uh, without the use of any nails. Um, it was all made from uh, locally sourced reclaimed wood and then um, uh, constructed using wooden pegs. And um, uh, an amazing work of art, really, that cabin. I loved it there and it kind of moved as you walked around it it kind of um don't know where i discovered the fact that the great blue whale has 7 gallons of testicle but um uh, i've always um uh, been full of admiration for the whale uh not not just because of its um testicular uh, uh weight but um but uh for its communication skills also Music. music plays a big part in this film and, and um music plays a big part in my life. Um and I was interested in the idea of a character who had never heard music and had no conception of what music might be like, um and uh and how she might have a sense that she was missing something by not having experienced music. Um so in a way the the the, the, the film uh charts the development of music in a way. Um uh i guess we'll we'll get a, a bit more of that later um what to say about this the uh the fairy tale book um uh was um uh a book designed by one of our art department um and uh and i think they did a wonderful job with the illustrations i like the grimms fairy tales um uh, if anyone hasn't listening hasn't read them uh, there's a kind of a, a very dark atmosphere to them they're not like the Disney fairy tales um, it's kind of ironic that, that a fairy tale ending is is a happy ending whereas actually um, real fairy tale endings um, often end quite um, uh, in quite a dark place um, that's a lovely actress called Vicky Kripps, um who uh, was actually pregnant when we shot this uh, which was a nice serendipitous thing um,
1: Leipzig, German city, population zero point seven million people. Tell me again.
0: Um, difficult to run and move uh, in temperatures of minus twenty-nine degrees. Um so it was quite a strain on Eric and Sertia. Um uh these these very um cold action sequences. Um didn't get more than two or three shots at her running there. It was quite fast, this film. I've got to talk fast, haven't I? Um, so, so uh, again, that's on top of the hill where we saw the sledge being pulled earlier. Um, and uh, that wide shot that we've just gone past was the view up to uh, across to Russia, which was about five kilometres away. Um, the hand that comes into shot here is a hand double. Obviously, Eric couldn't have got up the stairs that quickly. Uh, but I like the idea that... Both Eric and Saoirse, kind of, uh, their characters move uh, quicker than the eye um, uh, and quicker than than physical reality. Um, I'm ready. Both Saoirse and Eric trained uh, obviously for a long time uh, for these roles, and and uh, the fight choreographer Jeff Irmada worked um, very hard to try and make sure that their fighting styles uh, came from their their characters um so so Eric's fighting style is all about weight and strength, and searches is about quickness and balance um There is the uh tracking device, which is almost like a kind of magic chalice um uh in this movie um those wolves uh are actually only three quarter wolf and one quarter dog. Um, ..which meant that their temperaments were slightly uh, more trusting. Uh the aeroplane, uh, as I'm sure you have guessed, wasn't really there. Um, that's a CGI aeroplane. And, um, uh
1: Did you see it? Did you hear it? It's like
0: thunder! I think there's quite a, probably quite a sombre mood to this opening section. And, um, and so I, I was trying to find moments of lightness for Saoirse. Um but uh, um, I guess it starts out as a drama, turns into an action, becomes a comedy, and then goes back into an action or something like that, the film. I worry sometimes that it's kind of uh, perhaps uneven in tone, um, but I'll leave that to you to decide.
1: Or she is, you understand?
0: One of my favourite scenes for Eric, this um, Eric Banner, the actor, is a is a um, a very conscientious parent, and and uh, and so much of this film is really about parenting, and about being a uh, um, you know a, a child as well, about being a child to a parent, and and uh, and all the notes I gave Eric um, uh, in relation to these more dramatic scenes were about um, being a parent, and and and. And and coming down to quite simple, um, elemental um, emotions that we can all uh, identify with, um, that of letting your children go at a certain point, and and for Hannah, uh, Saoirse, for the, the the idea that that desire, need um, uh, for teenagers to go and explore the world, and and um, uh, move out from the shadow of your parents. Um, so that's kind of the, 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 the emotional uh, story here, just uh, transplanted to a kind of um, more extraordinary and perhaps exotic uh, location and, and situation. Um, it was really a matter of kind of going through an encyclopedia and finding all these extraordinary facts. And when we d- found that the, the story of Laika it seemed somehow to be um, uh, have a kind of poetic resonance for, for Hannah, um, I'm not... You know, I, I like to leave space for the audience to project their own meaning and, and their own emotions onto a story, but um, uh, there's something that connects poetically um, Laika and, and Hannah. Another of my favourite scenes and, and um, I like very much Eric's performance and Saoirse's performance in this scene um, and his kind of attempt to be the strong parent. I think there comes a point in our lives when, when uh, the child has to look after the parent and, um, and I feel like Hannah's trying to look after her father here by, by not hurting his feelings but at the same time needing to do what she has to do for herself and for her own life and he's trying to be brave. So we start to hear some sounds from the Chemical Brothers here, the, the, um, uh, some of the, the, the tracking device sounds, um, they created and I tried to, to encourage a relationship, a reciprocal relationship between the sound effects editor and um and uh the Chemical Brothers so that there is no distinction between sound effects and music, um, which I, I kind of uh, was quite excited by. Um, um
1: and
0: now we Uh, cut to Marissa Viegler's house in America. I like the the woodland uh, wallpaper there, um, uh, reminiscent of the woodland, but a kind of fake version of the woodlands. Um, I I like the artificiality of Marissa's environment and and the whole teeth thing uh, was a a, a kind of little gag, a little joke about Americans' obsession with their teeth. uh, I happen to be English and have very bad teeth, so I'm slightly resentful of Americans' perfect teeth. It smells good. When will it be ready? I like the fact that that the scene is about the things they don't say rather than the things they do say, and the meaning of the scene is really... Uh, ...contained in their body language rather than in in the dialogue. Um, There's a couple of kippers hanging in the fireplace there... ...and uh, there's an English phrase, done up like a kipper... ...which means to be um, uh, um, hoodwinked, really. And and so uh, I like the idea that they, Hannah and Erica, done up like a couple of kippers... Again, it's a case of the child comforting the parent, um, but also she's kind of you know expressing her fear there. Uh, so that building, that wide shop of the building, is actually a cycle, uh, a, a cycling um, stadium in Berlin that we digitally put in a different landscape and and pretended was the um, CIA. Headquarters. So fin- finally, in that last scene, we, we see a close up of Kate of Blanchett's character. I like the idea that we'd slowly uh, develop her role, um, uh, slowly develop her, as, um, uh, and don't see a, a close up of her until quite late. Um,
1: How does it look?
0: Obviously, she's also all about her heels. Um, so a little attempt at humour in this scene. Um, Reminds me slightly of Flock of Seagulls, his hairstyle there. Uh, a British band from the 1980s. Um, so, Kate Blanchett's character, Marissa Viegler, was kind of like the Wicked Witch um, of the film. And, uh, and in a way, that's a kind of continuation of the fairy tale theme. Um, in fact, all the characters are kind of archetypes. Um, and... Uh, and she also reminds me of a of a teacher I had at primary school. I think in America, you'd call that elementary school. And um, uh, the teacher was called Priscilla. And um, uh, she was kind of sexy and scary at the same time. Lewis. Um, I remember the girls uh, in my class at story time used to sit at the front of the class and kind of stroke her stockinged legs. Um, which uh, even at that age struck me as being quite strange um that's obviously a bit of cgi work uh and then um i like quick dialogue i like i like you know picking up on the cues um uh, leaving no space for thought between actors. Um, that's not necessarily a naturalistic way of performing but I think it's a dramatic way of performing and I think uh, sometimes it's worth sacrificing naturalism for drama. Um, that's a, a broader discussion but um, certainly that that's seen as an example of it. Should he be wearing a fur coat? Um, Leslie Holleran, the producer uh, was very sure that he should be wearing a fur coat and I'm afraid she might have been right. Um, It is a little bit unbelievable that he goes off just wearing a suit. Um, My mistake, Leslie, I am sorry. And so um, the arrival of Special Ops and the arrival of um, techno music, I guess, Um, but here the music is still quite unformed. the sounds haven't been the the sounds haven't been organised into kind of harmony or anything. It's um, it's quite abstract. And uh, but I certainly wanted a sense of the, the twenty first century kind of bombarding, this safe little world that we've we've been in to this point. Everyone was very worried that that helicopter uh, there was going to blow all the all the snow off the roof and the set would be destroyed but luckily um, we were okay and obviously we couldn't test it um, so we just had to uh, shoot the scene in the hope that um, we'd have a set left uh, there the next day. I get to a point um, uh, with my films, kind of, you know, when they're finished and I'm looking back on it, and uh, um, all I'm really seeing are the faults uh, rather than the things I, I really like about it. Um, so if I'm slightly down on the film during this commentary, uh, that'll be why um, uh, I'm not very good at saying, um, you know, I'm not going to say, look at that shot, isn't it beautiful? Uh, I'm more likely to talk about, you know, the things that I didn't get right. Eric Heller escaped.
1: How did that happen?
0: My designer Sarah Greenwood was very dubious about uh, Kate's character riding on a golf buggy, uh, but I quite like the kind of the idea that she you didn't really see her walking that she kind of glided at this point. Vigler?
1: Vigler, are you there? Where is she now?
0: So this is a set um, that we built in uh, a small studio in Berlin. Uh, that's a great Irish actor, called Jamie Beamish, um, and uh, it was really during the casting uh, process that, um, that I suddenly had the idea that he should he should say these lines directly into camera, and and Jamie did that, and um, and I thought it was it was great. So cast Jamie and had him talking directly into camera. Um, the set was the kind of, there's a kind of circular motif um, that goes throughout the film. And uh, and um, and I'll point out the circles, if you like, uh, as we go along. Um, we had eight video cameras um, uh, all linked up for the shooting of this scene and, and uh, different members of the crew operated uh, different cameras. They were all fed through to a kind of master bank of monitors. And um, uh, it was quite exciting. It's the first time I've ever shot anything on video either. Um, it's the first time I've ever shot anything on video as well. So, um, so uh, that was a, a an experience. Um, and uh, yeah, it's an amalgamation. The 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 location uh, that we see Kate in uh, was a was as I say a location, not a set build, um, uh, and in a Berlin conference center. So it's kind of lots of different uh, places all brought into into one um, sequence. John, take a look at this kid's blood sample.
1: Is that right? Is it? Can't be right. I got a sample of her hair.
0: Again, okay, this is another little set that we built um, that we'd use again for the escape from Camp G sequence that's coming up later. So, about to enter as a fantastic actress called Michelle Dockery. Um, uh, I first saw her on stage in London, and, and I get a lot of the uh, actors I work with from theatre. Um, I like theatre actors a lot, um, they have a discipline and uh, a preciseness that's sometimes lacking in people who don't have um, uh, theatre experience. I think this is probably my favourite sequence in the movie, uh, from here until um, she comes out of uh, into the desert. Um,
1: Where am I? You're in a safe place, sweetie.
0: There's something very creepy about Michelle's performance in this. Eric.
1: You mean Eric?
0: And I like the play with 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 the sound design here, um, so that. Kate's voice becomes Michelle's voice and Michelle's voice becomes Kate's voice and we kind of merge the two personalities, the two the two people, into one personality.
1: just arrived from Prague. just arrived from Prague. Just arrived from Prague. He just arrived from Prague. He just arrived from
0: Prague. There's an amazing moment in an Ingmar Bergman film called Persona where two uh, characters become one personality and um, maybe it was a slight reference to that. Did he tell
1: you where he was going?
0: I liked Hannah's uh, orange jumpsuit. Um, it was a kind of obvious choice to me, um, and I uh, I liked the way it kind of spoke to American involvement in uh, Guantanamo Bay and and uh, sort of... I think that might be ..what I called black ops.
1: ABORT. Open up! I repeat, agent, abort!
0: This was a sequence that we storyboarded quite early and, and really remained the same. Um, uh, it, it didn't develop, change much as as we, as we went on. Um, again, I like what the Chemical Brothers are doing with the music here and um, when the beat kicks in in a moment, uh, I just wanted to, I wanted to stand up and dance every time I heard it in the cutting room. takes me back a year or two. Um so here we're we're uh, still on um, uh, a studio stage, um, and uh, And it was kind of designed to suit the the location that we're about to go into now. So that door coming down there is a CGI door and now we're on a lo- uh, on a location. Um, uh, these wind tunnels that we found um, in Berlin had been, built to test, um, aircraft, uh, pre the First World War, um, and, uh, so she jumps through here and now, um, she, uh, is on a studio set, um, so it's kind of, uh, cut in between studio and, and location, uh, an amalgamation of the two. I love the way Paul Tothill, my editor, cut that moment there so that she disappears and then reappears um I like those kind of little plays on on temporal reality um uh, the, the um, kind of excite intrigue um, and uh, and give her a kind of supernatural quality uh, without um, uh, relying on CGI or digital effects or anything like that It's kind of pure filmmaking again, you know, the jump down to, to that level. I've no idea how she did that, but I just like the um, the elliptical nature of the cutting. This sequence I kind of came up with on the night of shooting. Uh, I actually had a much more complicated sequence um, uh, planned, but, but ran out of time. Uh, it was our last night in Berlin before heading to Morocco. And so uh, I kind of made this up as I went along, really, and I'm I'm actually quite pleased with it. I much prefer it to to what I had in mind in the first place. And now we're back on location. Uh, So that door there was built into the location set. uh, And um, I guess there's a slight homage to kind of mid-1990s music videos um, in this sequence. Serge is actually on a running machine in that shot. Um, uh, there's no, um, movement from her at all. Uh, And, again, now we're back onto, um, uh, a set build. Again, we had a much longer sequence for these tunnels planned, but uh, I ran out of time during filming and so had to keep it quite simple. A large part of uh, the director's job, unfortunately, is about time management and, um... And, uh, and you have a responsibility um, to the producers to, to try and make the schedule and the budget work. Um, it's very rare that I'll go over schedule. Um, so, yeah, this is all still on a little studio set. and um, round about now we cut to um, the desert in Morocco. Um... Obviously that's completely um, unreal and totally fantastical, Um, and I kind of like that about this movie, that it's, you know... um, I wasn't trying to kind of be plausible, I guess is the word. I like the implausibility of a lot of what we were doing. Um, And again, another uh, of those elliptical cuts coming up uh, that are totally implausible, um, but uh, I think quite fun, so that we're there and then she's gone. Um, That create a kind of atmosphere of... of, um, uh, something a bit magical about her without resorting to digital effects and... um, Computer work. Uh, obviously, Saoirse was not clinging to the bottom of a truck there. That's a composite shot, so the background was put on afterwards. Uh, though that is a stunt woman's foot on the ground there, and um, it was about one hundred and forty degrees when we were shooting this sequence uh, in the desert. And so, um, as you can imagine, the the contrast um, in uh, shooting environments between Finland and and the desert was. Uh, pretty shocking. Uh I much prefer the cold uh to the um to the burning heat. Wazazat was the closest uh town to where we shot this and it's a very strange place. It's a place that's kind of uh existing on on film and television uh uh work from from Europe and America, and uh, it's like a kind of weird kind of Hollywood in the middle of the desert um uh, it's a very strange place. I like the fact that Marissa keeps her secrets behind her shoes um, I know some women like that um something quite witchy about those shoes which is why I I chose them uh, another great track from the chemical brothers reminds me a little bit of a song um uh, by a 60s psychedelic band called soft machine this was all shot as as one long uh handheld uh take and um the car there is real but it stops um and the wheels of the car going past there are cgi wheels and then the car that you see crashed up against the tree in a moment um was already there at the beginning of the shot and we never see the car that we started on uh just stopped um off to our right. Um I love the use of silence uh in soundtracks. Um and uh and so I like the way it kind of goes sort of so so quiet in the moment of the car crash. Um it kind of takes me inside of Marissa's head and um uh silence and noise, um... ..kind of, like, you know, light and dark. Um, one wants to use the entire, um, dynamic range, um... ..in, uh... ..in in filmmaking. It feels very French, this scene, I don't know why, but, um, it feels kind of strangely European, I don't know what it is about it. I like the idea as well that the the, the, um, the kind of action of that scene is contrasted by quite a, um, uh, a sad piece of music really, um, a melancholic piece of music. And the music going over the cut to, to Hannah there connects the two. Um, music's very good at connecting people in thought. Um... And so there, revealed for the first time, is, uh, the wonderful Jessica Bardem. Um... I like the way she's kind of revealed, almost like a kind of um, a, a sprite or a spirit standing on the rock there. Um, for me, a lot of the film is about, you know, being a young woman and and um, and uh, how to how to be a young woman in the twenty first century. Um, there's so much pressure on on young girls now, it seems, to conform to. Um, ideals of um beauty and um and i think uh there's a there's a definite spirit of objectification of young women and um and so jessica's character sophie um uh is um is about the the kind of objectification and uh, and buying into that whole ridiculous absurd celebrity culture and um Kind of Paul Greengrass that taught us you could make action movies with a social and moral conscience, and uh, and that's certainly something I wanted to try and achieve with with this film. Hannah, you need this Most action films seem to be kind of testosterone-driven, right-wing, misogynistic, uh, and bigoted, and uh, and so obviously it felt important to, to try and counter that point of view
1: focus all operations on hello. are you saying the girl is not of interest
0: to us? uh where did we shoot this kind of northern germany uh north of hamburg uh near the border or near the near the near the coast um that faces denmark i believe as far as i can remember um, although this shot was a pickup that we did uh, off the coast of New York, uh, believe it or not, um, there are a couple of pickup shots we did prior, uh, there are a couple of pickups there are a couple of pickup shots we did after shooting uh, after principal photography and that was one of them and they were done in America. so it was shot in Finland, Morocco, Germany uh, and America. uh, these lovely ladies we found, um, in, uh, in Morocco and, and this is, um, this is what an oasis looks like and when we went to look at the place on a, on a location scout there are, were actually women doing their washing very much like that, um, they for real. again this is uh, in the desert near Wazazat, um and was originally conceived as another single take steady cam shot um and uh, and uh in the end in the cutting room it just felt like it, it took too long and i was being indulgent um so i, I cut into it but all the the segments of this sequence are from the same take in fact um Certain people were very worried about the camera um, moving through uh, a herd of camels, uh, because they can be quite violent, camels. And in fact, I think um, it was Alvin Kutchler, the director of photography on this film, uh, who got um, kicked in the nuts um, by one of the camels on one of the takes. I think he might have been saved by his mobile phone, actually, which he was carrying in his pocket at the time. So all the buildings in this area are made of mud and uh and are kind of uh, beautiful in their mud decoration um so uh, this is an example of uh such architecture you I'm moroccan. that's a lovely actor called uh Mohamed maid um uh, moroccan actor and and it was a it was a great opportunity on this film to work with um actors from different uh, countries, different nationalities. Um, uh, he's a, a fairly well-known actor in Morocco, I believe, and also in France. I think he's worked quite a lot in France as well, and uh, a, a very lovely addition to our company. So impressed by Saoirse's Arabic there. Um, she uh, she learned it, you know, uh, phonetically and um and didn't seem to get it wrong once during shooting
1: Thank you.
0: this scene was one of the kind of um scenes that really unlocked the film for me uh when when we were developing the screenplay um this idea that she is totally um naive to um the mod cons of of contemporary civilization, that she would be fascinated by electricity and uh, the electric kettle might scare her and um, the telephone would be uh, frightening. And um, it kind of unlocked the idea that really she was totally um, uh, unconditioned to the contemporary world. I hope the the film works on lots of uh different levels and um and and so Hannah's growing awareness of the world and and uh, uh, kind of journey through um civilization uh is working alongside the more kind of um uh more obvious perhaps action um story as well. It was fun, there was a guy hiding behind that desk, pulling the kettle with a piece of string, um, so that it wobbled like that. And then there was another guy um, operating the the ceiling fans that we uh, see there. Um, And then uh, there was a, another guy uh, working the uh, flashing fluorescent lights and another guy uh, was um, operating the telephone with a piece of string, um, uh, the way it kind of rattles there. And so um, uh, the whole set was kind of uh, wired like a big kind of, um, like a character, like a puppet. Um, And uh, it it was fun to shoot that one.
1: Nothing I think, slap. like, queer or lesbo, I think I'd quite like to be a lesbian, but not one of those fat ones, one who's, like, a supermodel. But we
0: Sophie even... brings a nice bit of humour to the film uh, and a nice bit of, kind of, um, irreverence as well. Um, I like how desperately unpc she is. So this is a strip club, uh, called The Safari, um, uh, that is in Hamburg, um uh and uh, run by some extraordinary people and um, the lady on stage is uh, a lady we met um, at the Safari club um the gentleman sitting on the table isn't um, and uh, here is Tom Hollander um, who you're uh, perhaps member from uh, uh, Pride and Prejudice and uh, the soloist and um, This kind of strange character we came up with for him was a kind of collaboration between Tom and I. Uh, The tracksuits that he wears are a kind of reference to 1980s casuals um, who roamed the streets of London. And uh, the the guys who I was always getting picked on by, Um, as were the skinheads, Um, the casuals and the skinheads. Uh, were the ones you wanted to avoid in London in the 80s when I was growing up, and so um, that's why I made them uh, these nasty baddies and then get beaten up by a girl, uh, was my way of getting back at them.
1: I need your talents, darling. I need you to do things my agency will... Again,
0: the whole kind of, you know, fairy tale element uh, coming into this sequence as well. Um, Obviously, the lady on the stage is doing a kind of... um, Uh, Snow White act, um, uh, with a little cabin there. And above uh, Tom's head is a neon sign that says, Hear the Puppets Dance, um, which now hangs in my studio at home.
1: Should I kill her? Just find
0: her. I particularly like um, Tom's lip gloss uh, in this and subsequent scenes. I think that's a nice touch. I think he only decided to make the character German about three days before we started shooting. And um, he assured me that he could do a German accent and it would be fine. And uh, I must admit, I was a bit nervous, but he pulled it off brilliantly. So the lovely Jason Fleming and Olivia Williams uh playing uh, mum and dad here. Olivia's character... Um, is uh, based on kind of North London women that I've known. Um, uh, These kind of very educated ladies, um, often politically feminist, and yet somehow have kind of lost their way. Um, Don't quite know what to do with their feminism anymore. The world seems to have moved on without them.
1: I have a lot of natural red pigment in
0: my lips, and so I really don't need it. Jason came up with a nice ad lib here, which was, uh, I think, Labium. No, I think easy jet fly to labia minora. um but it didn't end up in the film.
1: I just want her to stop saying vomitorium, all right?
0: Yeah. Oi, it's not funny. I like how carefully um, Sersha watches the family in this scene uh, she's never met any other women in her life, um... Uh, ..having been brought up by Eric. Um, so it's the women who are particularly, uh, interesting to her. She recognises herself as being one of them but feels very different.
1: ..our experience makes us who we are, isn't that right? Jason
0: really brings that relationship to life, the relationship with his wife, and I, I love kind of the insecurity with which he plays, um, the character. It's almost like he's afraid of his own wife. Um
1: It's all right. It happened a long time ago. Hannah What did your mum dial? 3 bullets. <coughs> oh my god, that's appalling. <laughs> the combination
0: I love Hannah listening to the call to prayer and relating it as music um, and hear her sense of abnormality um I certainly felt kind of abnormal when I was a teenager and and so um I kind of that idea that Hannah feels abnormal uh kind of spoke to me personally. Your Seeing as me and your mother, your mother and I, are responsible adults, it
1: leaves you two. My
0: fungal nail infection's back. Jessica actually did have a fungal nail infection and would often talk about it, so that's why um, that line is is there. <laughs> uh, this is a place called Esawera, a beautiful um, seaside town. Uh, we'll go back there in a bit. Um, I think everyone was very impressed by Thomas's... Um, Everyone was very impressed by Tom's um, tennis shorts there. Um, That's an actor called Sebastian, uh, Sebastian Hulk, uh, I believe, a great actor, German actor who I first saw in The White
1: Ribbon. (laughs)
0: That was Tom's idea, to stab him in the neck with a pen. Um, I claim no responsibility uh, for that one. There you go, there's another circle motif coming out there. And that was... uh, This is the fish market in Essowera. Um, It's a real fish market, and as you can see, the locals were kind of... Bemused and slightly perturbed uh, by Tom's rather tight tennis shorts So this again is kind of uh, far north uh, Germany Um, Standing in for Denmark And now this is Morocco standing in for Spain. Um, uh, Bit of a cheap gag, I guess, but we kind of thought that if you put a big poster of a bull up, uh, people would think you were in Spain. Uh, I have a practically lifelong Love of David Bowie, and um, uh, this song always seems to me to be about family and um, a song that a parent might sing to uh, to their child. And so, um, uh, yeah, given the film's about parenting to a certain extent, um, it seemed appropriate for this scene. We used to go on tour with the puppets. My parents had a puppet theatre when I was a kid. And we used to go on tour um, in the summer in a couple of old vans and uh, tour around Europe doing puppet shows in places. And so the family in, um, uh, in their van are kind of reminiscent of, of um, my family in our van touring around doing puppet shows. We can't keep this to ourselves anymore.
1: Were well, you not listening?
0: He killed two policemen. He's reframed the situation. It is out of our control. Then
1: we must regain control.
0: I love the way Kate's glove kind of squeaks uh, at the end of this scene. Um, I think it did squeak in reality, and and the sound effects editor um, just embellished it a little bit. So, again, this is uh, shot in Morocco, but supposed to be Spain. Um, I like this kind of relationship that Miles has with Hannah, this kind of childish love uh, or infatuation he has for her. Uh, He imagines himself, I think, to be saving her at this moment. Couple of nice reggae tracks in the back of this scene, compiled by my best friend Adam Smith. Hey, hey, Don't think we really get campsites like that in America, but um, they're very popular in Europe, and uh, I love the the culture of camping. So, having appeared as a kind of uh, desert spirit or Sprite. Um, uh, and uh, when we first meet Sophie, she's now some kind of water, uh, water nymph. And... Um, Would it be
1: very bad if it was? You mean you were in the van the whole time? My Again,
0: all the characters are kind of like archetypal uh, characters and so she's this kind of funny little Sprite that turns up.
1: Have you gone here to stay? No. Yes, you do. you're staying with me? I am. Yeah, obviously. I'm sneaking you in on one condition. What? These boys. Spanish. Gorgeous.
0: My mum painted those fishes on the wall behind there. I always get my mum to uh, come and work with the art department, and uh, she painted that mural. All right. When okay. she came to visit us out in Morocco. Who? Oh. Got anything to
1: wear? You can't wear those,
0: you look like some mad jump. Are you scared? I'm I remember when I was a kid, 16, and, and going on holiday uh, to the Greek islands and, and renting a Honda Civic bike and riding around without a helmet on and, um, uh, you didn't have to then. It wasn't uh illegal to ride without a helmet and uh kind of reminds me of that, that um that scene there. And this um group of gypsies, uh um friends of my wife who's a musician and um uh they live in Seville, um, in the very south of Spain. And um uh they're all the real McCoy and um they came over to Morocco for this scene. This is the very last night of shooting, and a really lovely, lovely way to end the shoot um, with a uh, a gypsy band playing all night. and And we just let them get on with it, and and uh, turned over on, on the cameras and and uh, tried to get what we could. It was kind of mayhem, because um, uh, um, you know they're extraordinary people, the gypsies, and and. Uh, a lot of fun. The guitarist and and the woman next to him are, are married, and uh, they have a great son called Ricardo, who's a fantastic flamenco pianist. and uh, And the mum there, sitting down, is uh, the dance teacher in the local community, and uh, and so the uh, the guys that stand up and dance in a minute are, are her students and uh, it's an amazing culture. And I wanted Hannah to go on this journey and experience uh, some of the wonderful things that, that our you know, that culture has to offer. Um, flamenco and, and the gypsies, I think, are one of the most wonderful things. Peoples. It took quite some persuasion on my part uh, to get them to not all wear kind of black and white and their proper kind of, you know, show stuff. Um, They wanted to wear their kind of black slacks and black waistcoats and white shirts and be all very dressed up. And it took quite uh, some persuasion to get them to just wear their normal tracksuits and stuff. They couldn't quite get that. Hannah's only ever really kind of read about boys and love and stuff from the fairy tale book and from the uh, encyclopedia. She's looked up um, the definition of, uh, she's looked up the definition of kissing in the encyclopedia, and uh, so knows exactly how many muscles it takes to form a pout to kiss, but doesn't quite understand what it all means. So when actually they do kiss, she's kind of confused by it and her immediate reaction is to throw him to the ground and get him in a hold where she can break his neck. I'm
1: going to
0: go now. It's a silly piece of fun, really, but... um, Enough to give me nightmares. This scene, especially the way, especially the way Tom delivers the the next line. Weirdly, that tent is exactly the tent we used to have when I was a kid. I like the idea that um the family you know the parents uh Jason and Olivia's characters are kind of bickering and arguing and then making it up and having sex and kind of all the things that parents do uh they're not kind of idealized or kind of um uh you know glossed. there is some discussion whether this tape should be in English or German, and uh uh. To be honest, it should probably be in German, uh, but I thought it would be a rather long thing to subtitle and, and uh, I wanted the audience to hear and understand what she was saying, so um, that's what we did. This is a wonderful uh, actress called uh, Gudrun Ritter, um, a German actress, obviously. Um, and she worked in uh, former East Germany um, and so had quite a different kind of background uh, and was uh, fascinating for that reason. Um, uh, actors under the communist regime uh, were all played a, a, a paid a, a flat uh, salary and, um, and worked in the theater and uh, there was no star system uh and um really interesting uh woman to talk to uh, and now we really begin to get into the the meat of um of Marissa's character uh her kind of bitterness and and uh and own hurt really she's beginning to unravel Putting her hand on the picture is an action that will be repeated by uh, Hannah later in the in the uh, film. I quite like the idea that it was an instinctive thing. Originally I had a um, gunshot hole coming out of the front of Gudrun's head, uh, just about there. But um, unfortunately uh, that was deemed to be possibly a little bit too much for the... Um, Uh, have PG-13 rating and so um, we left it without the gunshot wound.
1: If we're going to be friends, you're going to have to be honest with me.
0: I did a thing kind of like this in Pride and Prejudice between Lizzie Bennet and her sister Jane and uh, I like the kind of intimacy created by them having the covers over their heads. I mean, you're
1: a freak and everything, but I like you. I like you. I really do but there are things... people
0: that... have asked about the kiss in this scene and and whether um it's a kind of lesbian kiss or or what it's all about and um from you know uh my teenage years I remember that girls were always experimenting uh, on each other before they um started kissing boys and so I guess uh, that's what was going on uh in this scene um I'm not sure it's really anything about sexuality, uh or rather homosexuality. Uh, it's more just about kind of an expression of affection and and uh and also Hannah hasn't been brought up in kind of um gender uh sexual politics. Um uh to her a kiss is a expression of uh love and not necessarily uh sex
1: What are you going to do? I'm going to Berlin. I have to meet my father at the house of Film Grimm. I've seen Grimm's Fairy Tales. That's right. If you say so.
0: <laughs> Both of them did really well with the playing of this scene. The kind of uh, nervous footsteps towards friendship and trust and Keep uh, to
1: remember me. It's a friendship bracelet.
0: Friendship being quite difficult to navigate sometimes, especially when you're that age. Actually, no, that's not true. It's still difficult to navigate. feeling a bit left out.
1: Where's Hannah? Wow, you look rough. Want some tea? I've
0: had some. Who's Hannah?
1: The girl we ate dinner with in Morocco. She's here or was. She came out with me last night. Is she with her father? No, she came on her own.
0: What? I like the idea that Jason's character is a kind of old uh, socialist.
1: An orphan, call me conservative,
0: You're an working class socialist. <laughs> I, I look end look up marrying look up look a look middle look class look feminist.
1: I found
0: no. breakfast. Yeah. That's gross. So, uh, this. Uh, is a a single take steady cam uh shot uh and i kind of love doing these um uh for those of you who saw atonement uh, you'll uh perhaps remember the the steady cam shot on the beach and but both of, of of uh these the 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 atonement beach steady cam shot and also this one uh were really uh, done out of necessity as well um as kind of um wanting to just play with with you know and, and push our push ourselves, push the crew, um we only had one day to shoot this scene, and I knew that if I tried to cover it in lots of shots, I probably uh wouldn't get all the shots I need and and um and there'd always be something missing so uh we arrived quite early in the morning and started rehearsing um and rehearsed for about seven hours, I guess uh and then finally um uh towards the evening we're ready to start shooting and uh we got six takes uh if i remember correctly and um and this was the the sixth take um the pressure was really on uh, eric here Um the guys he's fighting are all stuntmen um and uh i must say i really felt for him that 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 slight look of nerves on his face there, uh, I'm I'm not sure is is acting. (laughs) The steady cam operator, uh, camera operator, is uh, a guy called Pete Robson, uh, who, did the beach uh, cam shot in *Atonement* as well, and um, uh, an amazing operator who seems to be able to dance with the camera. Really, the fight was designed. Uh, the choreography was designed uh, to uh, specifically work with a camera that's moving round them. So the camera had to be in very specific places uh, on its journey uh, to get the right uh, action at the right moment. As you may have guessed, uh, the blade of the knife is uh, added later in CGI. But the rest of it's all real.
1: Is that what she said? Order confirmed with her two minutes ago. Teresa. Damn it.
0: Coming up is one of my favourite pieces of music, uh, from the film. I love the way the Chemical Brothers are able to do these, uh, um, extremely muscular, uh, rhythm pieces, and then these kind of quite ethereal, uh, atmospheric tunes as well. Um... Kind of makes me, reminds me of freedom, this scene, really. That was the brief.
1: In the, the city stifles
0: me. You notice that there are two suns in this scene, um, by which I mean the sun is behind um, like Hannah God. there, God. and also behind um, Olivia uh, in the reverse shot there. Um, so... Uh, the truck's going one way first and then the other way um, for those shots and then you cut it together and they've both got a nice backlight and uh, I don't think the audience really Nothing. noticed the direction of the sunlight.
1: Everything all right? I think so.
0: So the uh, the the hygiene dental hygiene obsession of Marissa continues and is taken to extremes uh is taken to the extreme of kind of self-harming really um an expression of her self-loathing um I think she maybe likes the taste of blood too This was all designed as one um, uh, tracking shot, uh, but there is a, a couple of cuts in it uh, that we did uh, in post-production. Um, so there's one cut there. Um, and then there's another cut when we go back into the bedroom uh, and, and cut to the tape machine.
1: your little girl
0: It worked as one shot, but I just wanted to tighten it up a bit. Are you in need
1: of help? It's good to hear you. I didn't imagine we'd had the chance to talk. You don't have her, do you? You're not that good. Oh, Eric, you're such a flirt.
0: This was a real hotel room, and uh, the fact that we got away with firing guns in there and smashing it up like we did was kind of incredible to me.
1: What did I miss? we did. Uh, I'm sorry, with your harness. So
0: there's actually a special effects guy uh, wearing a green suit uh, hiding in the far corner of the room uh, while this is going on. Um, And as John uh, McMillan, the actor there, walks to the door, the guy in the green suit stands up and clips a a device on him that pulls him back um, as he's shot like that. So that's how uh, that was achieved. and uh um and then we smash the hotel room up um i kind of loved kate doing this scene um uh the kind of smile on her face the the enjoyment she has of of, of shooting that gun um the idea that you can hear the hotel telephone ringing there. Reception are obviously uh, a bit concerned by the sound of gunshots coming from one of their hotel rooms. Um, So we're about to uh, embark on one of the biggest set pieces of the film, uh, the container park sequence, um, which was shot over three nights, uh, I believe, um, in Hamburg. Um, these shots here are, are green screen shots. The background is added later. Um, Hamburg's a great city if you haven't been there. You should uh, try and get to Hamburg one day. It's kind of a weird and wonderful place.
1: I to pee. Well, I don't want you going too far right now,
0: love. Must, I think you must admit, these, um... ..these night shoots were quite tense. Uh, I knew we had to um, try and get something kind of impactful and, and with a bit of scale, and uh, I remember we were all quite nervous about it.
1: Are we and Leo. No, we're not.
0: Particularly difficult for Alvin uh, in terms of lighting, Um, big areas to uh, light, and uh, without a lot of resources. Around there was added in CGI. Um, that's obviously a big crane shot there. And then the rest of the chase up into the point where um, uh, Hannah climbs on top of the containers uh, towards the end uh, was all shot as one um, handheld uh, shot. But uh, we did cut into it a little bit um, there, for instance um but it all actually did run as one um i just wanted to um sort of get a little more coverage so search has now run off uh, behind camera and, and preparing herself to uh, re-enter the scene um uh, there's a stunt woman standing by up there and that's the stunt woman jumping over the top stunt double But is still on the ground, uh, ready to come and fight on. Close up of Sophie there is was the end of the of the single take as I remember. Um, again, the original edit of this scene was uh, even more violent than it is now, uh, but uh, uh, we felt that we wanted to try and achieve a, a PG thirteen rating, so we we uh, reduced the the violence a bit. <laughs> There was a cable running over the top of the containers that um, we see Hannah and, and Sebastian run across here uh, so that they were um, cabled uh, and unable to fall. Uh, and then the cables were painted out in post afterwards. Um, but Sosha did most of that. She didn't do that big jump, uh, that's, uh, but she did that one. Uh, again, she was cabled off for it, and, uh... She was pretty amazingly brave, really. A lot of these locations we just found and and then designed the... the, uh, action sequences around the locations, rather than trying to, you know, rather than writing an action sequence and then trying to find the right location, we kind of tried to respond to, to what we found, um... And I think that always works to respond to what's there rather than trying to force um, reality to suit your needs. There was a sequence originally scripted where we saw uh, Hannah swimming underwater and grabbing onto the bottom of a barge. and uh, But unfortunately, we just couldn't afford it in the end. So um, we had to leave a little bit more to the audience's imagination. Sebastian singing into the light bulb there was a kind of homage to uh, a scene from uh, David Lynch's masterpiece, uh, Blue Velvet, and uh, uh, in which Dennis Hopper's character goes and visits a guy called Ben, who sings into a light bulb. Disconnected. You know, uh, I like to think that I have a rapport with kids. You know, I get on with them.
1: You know, sir, it's days like these that I really hate my job. Yeah, I'm
0: sure you do. I like what. This is very, very, I like what Katie Spencer and Sarah Greenwood put into these containers. Uh, I like the, the lawn in that one, and then these kind of,
1: um,
0: plastic Madonnas. Uh, in this one. Plastic Madonnas from China. Her friends were Rudy and Gunter. She likes tennis and she has a dog named Trudy. She lied to you. Absolutely. She seemed lost,
1: like she needed taking care of. I've got something to show you.
0: And in Mars's container, there's lots of kind of household furniture.
1: Ago, ..she was shot to death by Hannah's father on a camping trip. <laughs> Don't you want to see what's inside?
0: I think this might have been Kate's first day, actually. Perhaps her second day.
1: Don't you it's okay. I won't tell anyone She's very pretty Where is she you tell me She lots of trouble the worst kind sweetheart some very bad men are looking for her and I need to find her I want to protect her Do you want Hannah to get hurt? going to Berlin, to
0: Wilhelm Grimm's house, to meet her dad. That was the way Kate kind of flutters her eyelids there. So this is uh, Berlin, uh, Kreuzberg, I believe. And um, it's populated by people we just kind of picked up on the street on the night of filming. Um, so this guy singing opera there uh, was just someone we came across that night. And uh, seemed to have a talent for, for uh, opera, which was nice. Uh, and then we found this guy who kind of played uh, the didgeridoo on drain pipes, and um, it, was a, it was a fun night, this actually. so serve some very nice doner kebabs in that area. So here we are in Spree Park. Um, amazing location, this, and, and here's an example of uh, responding to, you know, what's around you. Um, it wasn't uh, scripted as being set in an uh, amusement park, an abandoned amusement park, uh, but we happened to find it. Um, I think it was my sister um, uh, who uh, knew of it, and... Um, and so we we set and designed the whole film around uh, this location that we found. Um, uh, That house was built uh, by us um, uh, into the location. Uh, Wonderful actor here called Martin Wuttke, um, uh, very well-known stage actor in Germany, Um, but he also played um, Adolf Hitler in uh, Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious bastards.
1: What has Eric told you about me? Willem Grimm's house, Stefan Strasser, 260, 105. I like the
0: kind of slightly hallucinatory uh, atmosphere uh, to the interior of the house. And the idea that the, the fairy tale has been kind of abandoned and, and, um, and commercialized and then abandoned in, in, in the Western world contemporary world.
1: What day is it? It's
0: today, my dear! I must say, after um, after all the action scenes, it was always very nice to return to doing a, a kind of drama scene with a couple of actors talking to each other. Um it was a, a big relief. Sit. Sit.
1: Oh, you're hungry.
0: I like the idea of the, the kind of faded clown, um, the lost clown. The circus has moved on and he remains. Of course.
1: You can eat whatever you want, my dear, my shoe.
0: Eating the raw egg was Kathy Burke's idea. Um, she read the script and said she should eat a raw egg. So that's what we did. I always listen to Kathy. we will
1: need a fresh photograph, but everything's in order, yes? Why do I need a piece of paper to tell me my name? Not you. Not you, my dear, but everyone else. We need paper and computers so we don't have to ask people their names or look them in the face. You have a good face. You look just like your father. And you walk like him, too. You oh, 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 oh. don't walk like that. Oh, yes, you do, you do, my dear.
0: Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> First saw Martin Vutker um uh do a one-man show of Dr. Faustus and uh in which he played both Faust and uh Mephistopheles um you- and he played Mephistopheles wearing uh, a, a a blonde bob wig and uh was yes, truly totally mental
1: wonderful things the world has to offer no magic
0: no music <laughs> I love the way the Chemical Brothers took the um, uh, the music here and then kind of twisted it and put it through a synthesizer and, and made it something really nasty and, and uh, almost painful to listen to.
1: Upstairs with you, my dear, quickly. boys
0: and girls! Where's Eric? It's a surprisingly difficult scene to edit, this one. Um, We spent a long time uh, trying to get it right. Um, As I said before, my mum uh, always comes and works uh, does a bit with the art department, and it was uh, my mum who painted this room, um, painted all the trees, and made the wolf uh, dressed as grandmother that is sitting in the bed. Um, that You don't get a proper look at, unfortunately. Um, uh, but um, yeah, there's a wolf in the bed, and mum made it. He doesn't know much. Boy, well, he's a very good liar. He knew Johanna of course. Bits
1: and pieces about the program. What does he know about the girl? He thinks Eric's the father. <laughs> Everybody thinks Eric's the father. That's precious. <laughs> yes? This is Mercy Wegler. Walt, I didn't make... Yes, 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 we all love Lewis. We're shooting through the door, Walt. No, I'm not standing down. No, I am interested. Well, yes, that is fine. Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, I got carried away with watching the scene there. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, I should be talking, shouldn't I? What should I say? Um, so this is um, the same area where we. This is Kreuzberg again. The same area where we did the um, that nighttime scene uh, that we looked at before, and um, a funny little Turkish cafe that we came across and turned into the uh, internet cafe. Um, Kreuzberg has a very, very large Turkish population, and, um, so, um... This is a... I I really enjoyed doing this sequence, or rather kind of working with a friend of mine, Marcus Lyle, um, on doing this sequence, um, and, uh... It was kind of like a a light show, really. Um, uh, I like the Hieronymus Bosch there, um... And for anyone who uh, fancies uh, looking more closely, there's actually a a guy with a flute up his bum um, in that Hieronymus Bosch painting. Shot of Tom with the bow and arrow. It's like he's some strange, twisted Cupid. <laughs> and so we return to the the grandmother location, and uh, um, I'll see in a minute what I meant by repeating the action of of the hand on the picture. It's almost like a kind of hereditary action, if that makes any sense whatsoever. you Hannah. Quite a cheap gag, really, putting that voice over there, but I kind of... I don't know. I kind of liked it. I'm not adverse to a cheap gag.
1: Are you my father? Sit down, Anna. Are you my father? Please sit. Are you? Hannah. Of course I'm your father. I raised you. But Marissa said Hannah! Don't lie to me. I'm your father. I've been with you your whole life.
0: Pretty- I don't know why it was a really difficult scene to shoot no, this. I'm uh um I'm I'm not no. quite sure, really. I guess it was a very, very small space and um uh cramped and awkward and
1: born in a research facility in rural paul and galinka
0: but eric and saoirse both did
1: they took fertilized embryos they will changes to them to improve them to reduce the capacity for fear for pity to
0: increase muscle strength heightened senses so here we get all the the backstory which i i don't really think uh stands up to too much scrutiny. Um, I guess it's a bit of a MacGuffin, really. Um, A MacGuffin being a a term that I think Hitchcock developed, which was the kind of, um, the thing that drives the plot, but doesn't really matter. It drives the story. Um, For instance, the kind of the papers in the suitcase that Cary Grant is, Chasing after in North by Northwest, what those papers say doesn't really matter. Uh, the point is, is that they they drive the story, and um, so I, I think the, the central kind of backstory is is the MacGuffin of this film. And
1: uh, because you are my child,
0: it was interesting to to play with the concept of a, of a MacGuffin and and see whether one could still get away with it.
1: We're not finished here. <laughs> Stop this!
0: Let me go! This is the kind of only time that, that Hannah really fights with emotion. Um, all the other fights, she's quite sort of impassive, really, but um, uh, this time she's... ..she's fighting with emotion.
1: Please. I tried to prepare you for what your life would be. You didn't prepare me for this.
0: I guess that's the problem: is that parents will always fail their children in one way, and um, and uh, and they never really prepare us for for everything that life will throw at us. I guess that's what that line is about. Oh. Yeah. I like the idea that the, that Eric is such a fast runner that a Range Rover can't quite keep up with him. Um, Eric came up with a new advert for Range Rover when we were shooting this film, which was the new Range Rover only slightly slower than Eric Banner. Um, the the um uh this next sequence um the fight between eric and and uh Tom and Sebastian to be quite um heartbreaking really I didn't really want it to be kind of cool action sequence but really uh, to be about the the sort of stupidity of male brutality um uh which is why I kind of shot it all in in wide shots. Um it was a it was a sequence that I tried various different pieces of music on, and at one point I had quite a kind of melancholic, sad ballad, which um uh I think took the sentimentality too far. I think this is the first fight scene that, that Tom Hollander ever did, and um, uh, he was very excited about it. And I love this kind of almost Christ like image of him strung up there between a couple of swings. It always kind of breaks my heart, the look on Eric's face in this scene, and the simplicity of his response to her question.
1: Why now, Eric? Kids grow up.
0: And the irony of that line being the fact that um, he and the other um, men in this scene have all been acting like kids and don't seem to have grown up at all. Again, I like taking away all the sound in this scene as well, in this moment, to leave us just with her breath there. Uh, The idea for Mr Grimm's death, um, or method of of death, uh, was something kind of made up on the day, really, I think, but I liked the way it reminded me of St Sebastian, uh, shot through with arrows. Some people were concerned that it would be a little bit too, uh, gruesome an image for a PG-13. In fact, uh, we did cut it down quite a lot, uh, for that reason. But I was, um... I was—I kind of thought, well, you can go into any art gallery and see, you know, Saint Sebastian shot through with arrows, um, done far more emotionally and, and graphically than I have. So um, I don't quite get that point. the idea with with Kate's character that that Marissa has kind of is so deluded and so nuts by this point that she genuinely believes she can adopt Hannah and 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 uh, she can be Hannah's mum um, that actually she doesn't want to kill her at all. She wants to take her home and look after her and maybe a maybe in a uh, attempt to somehow kind of redeem herself, atone for all the things she's done. And how excited I was <clears throat> as a director discovering this uh, tunnel here and uh, the train track across the pond um, with the wolf's mouth at the end of it and Marissa's there walking out of the wolf's mouth. I think it was one of my very favourite shots of the movie. Don't worry. Don't move any closer! I like the idea that the film kind of existed on some strange kind of unreal plane. Um, it's not supposed to be reality and it's not supposed to be a kind of all-out fantasy. It's almost like a strange nightmare or dream. love the way that Kate plays this scene
1: don't walk away from me young lady uh, whoa.
0: Um, the ladder that she's about to climb actually doesn't go anywhere. Uh, there's no connection between this part of the location and the, and the uh, top of the mountain that she climbs into. Um... I like that moment. Uh, I like the uh, the deer there and the reference back to the beginning... It took us quite a while during script development to to come up with an ending, to to accept the fact that, that really, Hannah did have to kill Marissa. We tried to kind of avoid it, but um, in the end there was nothing else for it, really. Um, It reminds me a little bit of the kind of Oedipal myth, um, except between daughter and mother rather than son and father. Another of my favourite shots in the movie—that close-up of Kate—I often like close-ups the best, really, uh, more than you know, big extravagant wide shots or anything. Uh, a close-up of the human face is often my my very favourite shot. And uh, so here we are, back at the beginning. Um, we played with the idea of a of a kind of coda at the end of the film with Hannah returning to the the cabin in in the forest and uh, but really it seemed the um the end should just be as hard and brutal as the rest of the film so um i hope i've said something of interest uh and um, that you've enjoyed the film and enjoyed this uh, director's commentary. Uh, Thank you very much for um, listening and uh, buying the DVD and all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, thank you. Bye-bye.
1: we A combination of sounds with a view to beauty
0: of form and expression of emotion.
1: love fighter.